Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, romantic anthology stories themed around trains, notes incriminating cheating wives, husbands working overtime every Thursday, confessions of the heart, bittersweet memories, and slice-of-life situations. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Monger View, episode 374, Maiden Railways. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Monger View. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? I hope that all of you have been well and things have been really chilled out by you. For me, it's going kind of weird because for the last month and a half, there have been our neighbors who've been shooting fireworks every single fucking night and it's a little frustrating, just a little bit. I don't know what's going on. It's not anywhere near 4th of July. I mean, well, that's in two weeks, but still, it's just kind of a what the hell. Anyway... For those of you who are joining us for the first time, you're probably really confused, so let me do this right. Welcome to the Spark and Monger Review, some podcasts and vang reviews about connected enhanced narratives. It's our mission to inform everybody about various connected enhanced narratives that could be a movie, game, TV shows, things that you watch or experience, books especially. And since this is the manga review, obviously we talk about mangas. We tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is the overarching plot, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can find any of our earlier episodes at www.spiraken.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Facebook, iTunes, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N and you'll find us one way or the other. Remember to like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm always down for a discussion if you want to direct message me on any of the social media platforms. And if you have any comments or concerns, you can email me personally at that's Zan, X-A-N, at Spirekin.com. So now that we've got all that out of the way, hope you guys have been doing well. I've been doing pretty good. Kind of relaxing now that things are calming down a little bit, even though I do have to do some prep work for Anime Next because I've got two panels that I'm going to be doing virtually, so I've got to get some software to do that, get my camera up and running, and actually make this sound really cool. I hope it really does well. I'm a little little nervous, but especially since last time I tried it, I got flagged immediately, so let's see what happens. Fingers crossed, ladies and gentlemen. So with that in mind, let's actually get to the manga news of the day. I'm kind of excited because we've got a lot of stuff going on, as usual. Now, first off, Kodansha announced that they're developing a Kusushi Kobayashi's Mechaturo Wigo. Uh, it is a robot toy line with a weird franchise thing. But what Conscious is doing is that they're going to be releasing a new manga, a smartphone app, and an educational robot toy. There's also discussion about a new anime series. Now, how do I explain what this insane series is about? Well, Mechaturo Wigo is a franchise that centers on a 260 centimeter, 8 foot, 6 foot tall robot that kids use to go to school and for recreation in a depopulated town. Now the manga is going to be drawn by Yusaku Yamada and it's titled Bano Henkai Mecha Troigo or Multi-Transforming Mecha Troigo. It centers around two main characters, Sora and Riku, not to be confused with Kingdom Hearts. Uh, 
whose unchanging life in a boring rural town is upended by the appearance of something unique. At the same time, a pilotable robot appears before them, and they get to work to retake their futures. This could be either really good or really, really dumb. And they even admit that this is essentially just a toy grab. This is, we made a toy line, and we're going to promote the hell out of it. So these toys better be amazing. If you've seen these, let me know what you think. So in really awesome news, we have a new publisher in the United States, and that's going to be Starfruit Books. They're a new U.S. manga publisher, and they've announced their first license. It's going to be Kyuta Minami's Pop Life, a manga that centers on manga creator Sakura, her son Kaede, who goes to a correspondence high school, event company employee Akimi, and Akimi's elementary school children Taichi and Riru. The two fatherless families live calm, free, and gentle lives while supporting each other. It's going to be a slice of life series, and I'm actually kind of fascinated by this. And this is the mangaka who created Temperance of Dream and Yura Yura. And also, for a weird thing, she was married to uh, the creator of Grandpa in the World, Anami. So we're talking about Saba. Now, the thing is that Saba and Minami were married, they had a kid, they divorced, and then Saba passed away January of 2009. So it's a whole sorbid detail. So she's had a really fucked up life. But I'm kind of... For Slice of Life, this sounds like a little bit heartwarming and a little relaxing. This is one of those, let's just take ourselves out of anger and stressful situations and just relax. So we're going to see how this one works out. So going back to Times News, on June 15th, the Manga to Manga project launched on Twitter that they're going to be posting a new manga strip every day by established manga artists. Now, this initiative was started to explore life under COVID-19, and so far the account has announced that 100 manga artists will be participating in this event, which is pretty cool. And the project was organized by Kodansha's online comic day service, and they're able to get a lot of different mangakas involved in this. It's an absurdly large amount. Now, on June 15th, the first strip was drawn by Tetsuya Chiba. That's the creator of Ashida no Joe, which is a very cool boxing series and also the inspiration for Megalobox. Um, and this manga opens up with Chiba musing about the dangers of COVID-19, especially to the elderly, while struggling to think of something to draw. Eventually, the Chibi draws a picture of a Japanese yokai called Amabi. Now, according to legend, an Amabi appears from the Sea of Kumamoto and said that if disease were to spread, the people who are shown pictures of the Amabe will be cured. So essentially, he's drawing a cure for the disease, and that's actually kind of heartwarming. Now, the second strip was drawn by Kenshi Hirokane, who created Chairman Kosaku Shima. The third was drawn by Daiju Yamauchi, who created Gaki Rock. And the fourth was drawn by Sei Ishikawa, who made Ningen Nyoman. Now, some of the other participating artists are going to include Akiko Higashimura, who created Princess Jellyfish and Tokyo Tarariba Girls, Paru Itagaki, who made Beastars, and then finally Moriko Mori, the nutjob who made Gal and Dino, an anime series that Greta hates, and I'm kind of, it's weird, I kind of like it and don't like it. Every day they're going to have a new one, so if you have a chance, check out their uh, Twitter handle. It is Manga to Manga Project. I follow it, and it's actually really cool. Check it out, and if you can't read Japanese, just use Google Translate to read what it says on there. Cool. So now let's get to news about awards, shall we? And this one's kind of big, because the manga nominees for the Sugini 
Kuro Manga Taisho, or the Up and Coming Manga Awards, has been announced. Now, they had 4,768 entries, and 50 nominees were selected for each category. I think there's two categories, so 100 total were chosen. Now, the award is co-organized by Katakawa Media Factory's Book and Magazine, uh, the Da Vinci Magazine, and it's also the streaming service Nico Nico. Now, in 2008, the winners were Rizewa Tinega Il by Asuka Konishi and My Senpai is Annoying by Shiro Mata. Uh, last year's winners were Kusuria no Hitori Goto, the Pharmacist Monologue in the Prince category, and Spy X Family in the Web Manga category. So, you've got some great series on here, and the cool part is that several of them are currently available in English. So, if you want to read some up-and-coming manga, here are some great recommendations that they're releasing. So, first off, some of the nominees in the print category. We've got A Gravity Boys by Atsushi Nakamura, and this is licensed by Viz Media. You have Undead Unluck by Yoshifumi Tozuka, licensed by Viz Media. You have Prince Freya by Keiko Ishihara, licensed by Viz Media. You have Whisper Me a Love Song by Iko Takashima, and this is licensed by Kodansha Comics. You have Dead Mount Dead Play by Ryogo Narita and Shinta Fujimoto, and this is licensed by Yen Press. You have Mashley Magic and Muscles by Hajime Komoto, licensed by Viz Media. You have Mitama Security Spirit Busters by Surun Hatomune, licensed by Viz Media. You have A Sign of Affection by Su Morishita, licensed by Kodansha Comics. You have, and finally, of Mission Yozakura Family by Hitsuji Gandare, licensed by Viz Media. Out of these ones, the ones that I'm most interested in are Gravity Boys and Dead Mount Dead Play. If you've read any of these, let me know what you think about these. Maybe I should put them on the wheel of manga, shall I? Now, for web mangas, we've got a couple of really good ones, and some which are very questionable. For, we have Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie by Keigo Maki, that's licensed by Kodansha Comics. I Fell in Love, So I'm Streaming It by Tama Azumi, licensed by Mangamo. Tis Time for Torture Princess by Robinson Haruhara and Hiraki, licensed by Manga Plus. You have Heterogenia Linguistico by Salt Seno, licensed by Yen Press. An Archdemon's Dilemma, How to Love Your Elf Bride by Fuminori Tashima and Hako Itagaki, licensed by J Novel Club. And finally, you have Loving Yamada at Level 999 by Mashiro, licensed by Mangamo. The one that I'm actually most interested in is I Fell in Love So I'm Streaming It and Tis Time for Torture Princess, because they sound really like, what the fuck are those? They're probably really going somewhere weird but gonna have to wait and see so what else on july 18th kyoichi nanatsuki creator of project arms and artist masato hayashi who worked on genma tyson rebirth with kyoichi nanatsuki are launching the eight man versus cyborg 0009 manga in akita shoten's champion red magazine so unlike in the Western world where you have a versus where it's pretty much this guy's fighting this guy. So it's like Spider-Man versus Predator or Superman versus Howard the Duck. When mangas use versus, pretty much that means it's going to be these two guys are going to work together to solve a problem. So it's the eight man who is a robot that's powered by chain smoking. Well, they actually tone that down. And then you have Cyborg 009, which we reviewed. Really cool series. And that's an amazing story. So I'm intrigued to see where this is. 
and what this is about. So let me know what you guys think if you're interested in 8-man versus Cyborg 009. So another big thing. On July 10th, the long-running Gogo 13 manga will resume its run in Shokakuken's big comic magazine. Now, this manga went on hiatus in May for the first time in its 52-year run after an agreement between author Takio Saito's Psycho Production Company and the editorial department of Big Comics. And Gogo 13 is kind of a seminal work because this is the oldest manga still in publication. It launched back in 1968. If you want to hear... My thoughts about it, I reviewed this several years back. It's in the review archive. You can find the link to it. But I've got to say, Gogo 13, it's an amazing series that focuses on a very simple premise. Gogo 13's hired to kill a guy. He's going to fuck a girl. He's going to kill somebody. And then he's going to kill the girl after he fucks her again. And then watch Rinse Repeat in insanely convoluted ways. And his targets are anything from former presidents to the Vatican. It's crazy how insane this series is. At one point, he shoots down an airplane using a re revolver at 500 feet away. So, yeah, it's fucking crazy, but it's Gogo 13. So, what else? On July 7th, manga creator Wakiki will be launching a spin-off manga based on Studio Perot's Hero Mask original anime series on the Line manga app. Now, this new manga is going to be titled Hero Mask, A Lost Memory, and that's all we know about it right now. But if you liked Hero Mask, they're making a manga out of it, so it's going to be a good adaptation, I think. Next bit of news is going to be that in July sometime, we don't know when, Shokokuken's monthly Sunday GX will be launching a new manga by Yuki Linuma, who created uh, Itsuwarabito, and the new manga is titled Akago Higen, and the magazine is teased that this manga is kind of a baby panic horror story about stealing life force. And the story is going to center on a weak and helpless baby who loses his life due to a cruel incident. So if you like horror stories involving babies, this is one for you. So the next big news is kind of important for anyone who is a comic or manga fan. And, well, let me get to it. Free Comic Book Day 2020. I know, it's not manga news, it's comic news, but actually deals with mangas because the manga publishers are going to be involved. If you remember, usually comic book day is in May of the year, and this year was canceled because of the incident with COVID-19. So what all the comic book distributors have decided that they're going to rebrand it this year as Free Comic Book Summer. So it's going to take place from July 15th to September 9th, and instead of just taking place on one day. And it's going to take place over the summer to accommodate social distancing and store capacity regulations across the United States. Now, the cool thing is they're going to offer a selection of 47 titles for free at participating local comic shops across the world. And this year's event planned to include the Naruto, Samurai 8, The Tale of Hachimaru, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, The Splatoon Squid Kids Comedy Show, the Fox and Little Tanuki, and the Sue and Tai Chi manga. And these releases will vary from store to store, which is kind of cool. So if you want to get all of them, you're going to have to go to different comic shops if they're still around. Now, the organization made a statement, and this is I'm going to read this verbatim. Every year, Free Comic Book Day is our big event to thank current comic fans, welcome back former fans, and invite those new to comics to join the fun. In this very difficult year, Free Comic Book Day is more like Free Comic Book Summer. And there's so much fun to discover in this year's Free Comic Book Day comics. So many cool stories are available for the stretched out Free Comic Book Day 2020. 
I'm confident longtime fans and newcomers alike are going to find a story that will make them want to visit their local comic shop every week. Fans, bring your friends and family and head to your local comic shops every week starting July 15th through September 9th. Check out the new and fantastic free comic books available that week. And this was said by Joe Field, the originator of Free Comic Book Day and the owner of Flying Color Comics. So if you want to get into some new manga or get some free ones and also support local businesses, check out your local comic shop for Free Comic Book Summer this year. So that's kind of a cool little nod at that. Uh, so our last bit of news for July is going to be that the Manga Mo app is going to be launching a manga based on the Japan Sings 2020 anime, which is based on Sakio Komatsu's Japan Sings or Nihong Chibotsu sci-fi novel. And if you've never heard of the anime or the manga, pretty much the whole thing is that in this sci-fi disaster catastrophic earthquakes are devastating Japan and one family's resolve is tested on a journey of survival through the sinking archipelago as the disaster shifting of a fault line in the Japan trench places the whole country in danger of being swallowed by the sea. Now this is truly a disaster anime that is going to be engaging, intriguing, and I'm surprised they didn't make a live action film based on this. Maybe they did. I'm not sure. However, Something really cool that's going to happen is that this is going to be released worldwide on Netflix on July 9th. So keep your calendars open for July 9th to see a really cool anime series based on a really tragic event that may or may not occur in the future. Also, if you like the anime, read the manga. Enough about that. So now let's get to some final June news because we got a couple of things left for June. Ultimate Muscle fans rejoice! On June 29th, the manga creator duo Yati Tamago, the creators of Kinukuman, have announced they're resuming the release of Kinukuman, which is Ultimate Muscle. And the break began on April 20th due to COVID-19, and they're excited to come back and work on this hysterical, long-running series about muscles and wrestling. So if you like Kinukuman, they're going to be back soon. Now this one's a little bit in the past, but whatever. On June 15th, manga creator Taro Chiaki, creator of Puro Puro, launched a new manga titled Mao no Masumi Sugoku Chorori, or The Demon King's Daughter is Very Simple-Minded, on Akita Shoten's Manga Cross website. And this rom-com centers on Hell, the daughter of the Demon King, who resurrects the hero she resents for sealing her father. Hell plans to torment the hero as her servant, but he turns out to be a man with an incredibly sparkling and cool personality hell's feelings towards him waver what's gonna happen are they gonna fall in love well you have to read to find out so another bit of news on june 21st uh viz media and shuisha have added k kamika's maguchan god of destruction aka hakashin maguchan in english on their respective online services and this is the story of Magu Manuki, the god of destruction who's been summoned by the Chaos Cult, and humanity's last hope is the Honorable Holy Knight. The battle to save mankind took place hundreds of years ago, but now a girl out in the country named Ruru released the legendary god of destruction who's been trapped in a magical jewel. Will this natto-eating, destructive, beam-blasting god of destruction fill the world with complete chaos? Well, this heartwarming, destructive comedy series is ready to explode on the scene, so... If... This one seems like it's going to be a mixture of slice of life and just demon summoning. So, there you go. Now, I think we're at our final bit of news. Yes, our last bit of news for the week is that 
Dokusei creator Asumiko Nakamura is getting a 20th anniversary exhibit in Tokyo this year during the fall. Now, this art exhibit will display art from throughout Nakamura's entire manga career, along with production materials, plot drafts, sketches, and manga outlines. Now, this installation is going to be located at the Ikeburo Parko building on the sixth floor, and the exhibit is selling an official book compiling Nakamura's artwork, which if you're someone who collects art books, this is actually a really cool thing to get. Also, checking out real mangaka art shows are pretty memorable. When I got to see a certain mangaka's art show, despite the fact that manga is now considered a bad person, but whatever, but seeing the actual sketches, manga outlines is invigorating and engaging. And I've got to say, that's pretty cool. This installation is also going to be having photo spots for Dokusei and All About Jay. And also on the same floor of the building, there is a cafe called Address that's located on the same floor. And they're going to be selling food and drink based on Dokusei, All About Jay, and Otoku Monogatari. So... If you are really into this series, or any of the series, you can get stuff based on it. So, I don't know, could be really cool, could be really strange. Seems like something that I'd actually want to check out. But that's it for the news today. So, what did you guys think? What were you most fascinated about, and which did you not know? Let me know. Email me at zanspirekin.com and tweet me at Spirekin to let me know what you found most fascinating about the news this week. So, now that that's out of the way, let's actually get to... The manga releases, yes, this is a big week. We had 41 releases that came out yesterday on June 23rd. And I've got to say, some of them are really exciting. Some are not so much, but some are exciting. So here's what was released yesterday. And actually, we're going to start from the bottom and work our way up. So we had Woof Woof Story, I Told You to Turn Me Into a Pampered Pooch, Not Fenrir, Volume 4, The Light Novel. Wandering Witch, The Journey of Elena, Volume 2, The Light Novel. Umineko, When They Cry, Episode 8, Twilight of the Golden Witch, Volume 3, The Manga. Toradora, The Light Novel, Volume 10. The World's Strongest Rearguard, Labyrinth Country's Novice Seeker, Volume 3, The Light Novel. The Saga of Tanya the Evil, Volume 7, Light Novel. The Saga of Tanya the Evil, Volume 10, The Manga. The Genius Prince's Guide to Raising a Nation Out of Debt, Hey, How About Treason, Volume 3, The Light Novel. That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, Volume 8, The Light Novel. Suppose a Kid from the Last Dungeon Boonies Moved to a Starter Town, Volume 2, The Manga. Shinno Nakama Nai to Yusha no Party wo Odasareta no de Henkyo de Slow Life Surokoto ni Shimatsuita, Volume 1, The Light Novel. You have Sekiro Side Story, Hanabi the Undying, The Manga. Uh, the manga for Restaurant to Another World came out this week, and I've got to say, that's one which I already ordered. It's being delivered. I'm so excited because I love the light novel. I love the series. And the secret project I've been working on that I haven't really talked about because of this whole pandemic thing was inspired kind of by Restaurant to Another World and uh, Otherworldly Cafe Nobu. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, yet Phantom Tales of the Night, Volume 4. Overlord, Volume 12, The Light Novel. O Maidens in Your Savage, Season 8, Nonon Biori, Volume 13, The Manga, New Game, Volume 9, My Youth Romantic Comedy is Wrong as I Expected, Volume 6.5, The Light Novel, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, 
Elma's Office Lady Diary, Volume 3, the spinoff of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. So, you know, we have that going on. Lust Geist, Volume 1, the manga. Little Miss P, the second day, the manga. Last Round Arthur's, Volume 2, the light novel. Konosuba, An Explosion of This Wonderful World, Volume 5, the manga. I've Been Killing Slimes for 300 Years and Maxed Out My Levels, Volume 7, the manga. Goblin Slayer, Volume 8, the manga. Gigant, Volume 2. Gal Gohan, Volume 3, which we recently reviewed in the podcast. You have Final Fantasy XV, The Dawn of the Future, the book. Eclair Blue, the manga. Do You Love Your Mom and Her Two-Hit Multi-Target Attacks, Volume 3, the manga. And why in fucking God's name is that still a fucking thing? Because that's kind of horrific. It's not as bad as interspecies reviewers, but again, we digress. Uh, you have Divine Rainment, Magical Girl Howling Moon, Volume 2, the manga. Dead Mount Dead Play, Volume 4, the manga. Chio School Road, Volume 9, the manga. Bungo Stray Dog, Volume 15. Breasts are my favorite thing in the world, Volume 1. I wonder what that's about. I'm kind of intrigued. I don't know, but I think also I'd get in trouble from Greta if I did read that. So anyway, yeah, Bestia, Volume 1. Alpharetta from Commonplace to World Strongest Zero, the light novel, Volume 3. Which is kind of weird because I thought they're up to Volume 5. I guess they're reprinting it maybe. Who knows? Uh, which is Printing Office Volume 3. We reviewed that recently, and that's a really fun manga. And then finally, we have A Sister's All You Need, Volume 7, the light novel. So there's some tremendously great things that have come out for this week. And I gotta say, the ones I'm most excited for are Witches Printing Press, Aphoretta, um, you got uh, Goblin Slayer, obviously, uh, New Game Volume 9, Phantom Tales, Restaurant to Another World, and then Suppose a Kid from the Last Dungeon, Boonies Boot to Starter Town, Volume 2. Which is weird, because I thought the light novel already came out, but I digress. Which of these are you interested in? Which of these did you want to buy, or which one are you horrified by? Let me know. Email me, zanspyrokin.com, or tweet me, at Spyrokin on Twitter. Let me know which of these you're most interested in. I know, 41 mangas this week. Hopefully we're able to get them all and hopefully you're able to purchase them if you do it through Barnes & Nobles or Amazon or however you get it. Support the medium because as long as there's manga, we'll have a great medium and a great life. But I'm getting a little off topic, so let's actually get to the main reason why I've done this podcast since 2008, and that is the manga review of the episode. So, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it turned to be that I'd be reviewing a manga that was written by Asumiko Nakamura. That's the mangaka who created Utsubora, the mystery manga about a person who may or may not have been murdered. Kind of cool series. We reviewed that way back in 2017, 16? Something like that? Well, anyway. So this one was originally published by Hokusensha, but it's been brought over to the United States by Denpa. It's actually a really nice release that they did. It's got a pseudo cover jacket and it's got a lot of color pages and the pages that are in color are really well done. And it's got that nice new book smell to it, which I'm surprised about. But anyway, so the original run for this was 2011, but it was released over here last year, 2019. So 2011, 2019. There are four volumes originally, but this is been released in one omnibus the genre is drama romance shoujo eye slice of life 
and it is a Jose series. And the title of this is Maiden Railways, or Tsudo Shoujo Manga. And this is one which, I've got to say, has one that's a very interesting premise. It's an anthology series. It's seven stories based around a simple premise. A bunch of romances surrounding trains. It's not that you're in, they're in love with trains. It's not that they have some weird obsession with trains. It's just that there are a bunch of weird romances that occur around trains. And the one part which is very fascinating is that most of them take place dealing with the Odaku or the romance line. Now this is the 5000 car series. It's a romance car which is in the connection to Odaware. And it's just a lot of them take place on this line. It's like, oh, you have to take a connection onto Odaware. Oh, you just got off of the train to Odaware. And it's the only thing that really connects these stories. Everything else is just independent individual anthologies. And they all are very different. For example, the first story deals with a pickpocket who bumps into a guy and the guy catches her and says, listen, I want you to go to the next car, look for a girl that looks like this, and I want you to write bitch on her forehead. Turns out that that is his wife, and apparently she is running away with his brother. But then it turns out that it's actually fake that she was trying to figure out a way to get a rise out of him because he's been working so hard and he doesn't spend time with her anymore it's kind of romantic and kind of tragic at the same time that she would do something like that that say she'd say oh i'm i'm cheating on you like leave evidence that she's going to cheat on him but in reality it's a way to snap him out of his rut there's no communication there and it's kind of sad but it's something that i guess really could happen and it does roundabout where he ends up realizing he wants to save his marriage and she helps him find an answer to save it. So that was kind of a cool part because at the end, it's things aren't going to work out and she eventually says, listen, if you want to catch her, we got to take this chain and take the Odawari line and we'll catch up with them. Again, Odawari line. So the second story is about a girl who wants to return a package to a boy that she likes who left school. She's dropped out of school the day of her graduation. Apparently she's going to fly to Germany and she just wants to meet this guy. She And to complicate things further, she had a boyfriend that she just broke up with and it gets more crazy. Like She threw out her phone, she did this because she wants to find this guy that she gave a love note to years ago that she's loved him forever. And it gets more convoluted because it turns out her boyfriend actually knew about it and he actually removed the love note that she put in the guy's locker so he never saw it so he doesn't know that she's in love with him and she's still gonna try because he's the love of her life and then just blarg then the guy shows up and then it becomes a, oh you gotta chase after her get on the Odawara line you'll find her and i don't want to shit on this series i really don't i find it to be actually very refreshing and compelling there are some really great aspects of it that are 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 fun like my personal favorite is one where a husband every thursday goes out he says i'm working late and i'll pick you up some of these uh chocolates i think that they're called uh what are they called they're called uh savarini cakes and he picks up savarini cakes and he finds that at the local bakery that he goes to that on thursday nights only there's a mobile train set in the back room if you say the secret password you're able to go back there and he just goes back there and he kind of chills out it's him dealing with this 
Meanwhile, his wife is wondering why is he always going out on Thursdays. He's always working late overtime. And then when she goes to confront him, it just it leads to a whole thing. And it's just a bunch of guys just sit there to watch the train. And it gets bittersweet because at one point, the person that introduced him to it, the person that he followed in there, disappears. And a young girl takes his place. What's going on? Why are they connected? And it's got a just bittersweet connection to it. Don't know why. And each of these tales have their own value to it, and they're all very different. They're not the, I met the girl, I loved her, that's it. These are all stories of relationships that are kind of damaged. And that's something which is refreshing, I've got to say. It's something I never would have expected to have seen, especially because of how generally we know romance to be, how I feel romance should be. This is not that at all. This is something different. And on the one hand, it is tragic, but on the other hand, it's kind of sweet as well. And I could see why Denpa decided to release this. Now, what I can say about the art style is that it is engaging, it is artistic, and it's phenomenal. Nakamura-san knocks it out of the park. The art is great. The design of the print is great, but that's Denpa. That's not the manga itself. The character design, everybody is unique, and you can tell them apart. And especially when you have characters coming back, you can see them. The backgrounds are well-designed. And that's the positives about it. The negatives about this manga are very simple. I honestly did not relate with a lot of the characters and while a lot of anthology series you're able to cherry pick a couple of them this one i did not cherry pick as many as i liked i would have liked at least a 70 percent enjoyment rating this one i had a probably 30 percent because three out of seven maybe 40 percent i don't know i just couldn't i couldn't get into it as much as i want to i mean the art is so great and it's great to just look at but the stories don't rivet me as much as I would have hoped. I mean, maybe it's because I'm not the demographic it's written for. Maybe that is why. However, I've got to take that into consideration, and I am going to take that into consideration. That actually bumps my rating up. However, still, I've got to give Maiden Railways a gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. It's okay, but it is kind of forgettable because... While the premise of romances involving a train line is really fascinating and truly original, I just couldn't get my headspace into it. I couldn't attach with it. There was no one who really grabbed me, who I really gravitated towards. The first one made you feel really bad because one, you have a pickpocket who's dealing with a husband who's believes his wife is cheating on him, and then the wife thinks he's cheating on her. There's a whole kerfuffle, and at the end, oh, I love you, I love you. It's But it's like, they're kind of miserable people. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking too much into this, and this is better than what I think. Because I do want to give this a really great, because with the art alone, it's a bar from a friend. But I don't think anybody I could tell about would enjoy this. I tried to explain this to Greta, and Greta was, after the first one, she wasn't interested. She was like, yeah, I can't get into this. So maybe it's a very niche market. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. If you read Main Railways, let me know what you think. Message me. Comment. 
Comment in the show notes below. Let me know, what did you think I am missing from Maiden Railways? That's the random question of the day. What is the thing I'm missing from Maiden Railways? What don't I get? Let me know. <sighs> so, anyway, remember you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email me personally at zan at spirekin.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, and various other social media sites. If you want to do something cool, go to www.tinyurl.com forward slash H-E-L-P-X-A-N, help Zan. That takes you to our iTunes page and like and comment and rate us on iTunes. Every time I see a new rating, it's kind of like putting a tip in the tip jar and gives me a little bit of hope that me doing this, it validates me a little bit, you know, and gives me a little more gumption to keep this going on because I said I'm going to reach a certain number and I'm going to reach that number. I'm going to keep doing this because I love doing this and I know a lot of you love hearing me talk about this. So anyway, now that we're done with that, let's get to the final part of the podcast, the part so many of you have been waiting for, the part that I enjoy the most. And what are we talking about? We're talking about that one, that only, the Except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on. What I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots. What we're going to do is we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, the manga that's associated to that number is the one we review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 375. 375. Wow, that's a lot. So let's spin and see what we're going to review in the next episode. I'm kind of excited because we've got some great stuff on here and a lot of stuff from this season. I even got Tower God on here. So let's see what we're going to spin. Number three. Okay. So in the next episode, we're going to be reviewing a manga about a Asgardian horse with eight legs. Nope. Seriously, it's Glepnir. The story of a kid who turns into a plush animal with a giant gun and a girl who goes inside of him which is really weird i saw the anime and was intrigued now let's check the manga and see if the manga is better or worse than the anime i'll let you guys know in the next episode as usual thank you guys for listening i love you guys so much keep listening keep messaging me and as usual i'm your host zan i'm gonsville catch you next time and keep reading manga